Good morning, evening, afternoon. Two guys, one cup. Sean and Rock. Episode. I think it's the. Epi- I think it's episode forty-seven. Possibly. Um, we're recording this a couple hours after the Rangers' game three victory against Carolina to pull the series to two to one. I believe that the final score was three to one, thanks to uh, Chris Kreider hitting the hitting the uh, hitting the iron there at the end. Almost gave us all a heart attack. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was a refreshing uh, refreshing day to to get in the win column, and I, it, it's finally a series again. So, Rock, how are you? <laughs> I am good, my friend. These game these oh post game shows are always much sweeter after a victory. Oh, 100%. They're not as exciting, I think, for our listeners because I'm sure they want to see me have like a conniption on the on the on the podcast. Yep. Uh, if they would have listened to me after game. Two after game one, more so I think after game two, uh, I think uh, I think it would have been pretty pretty good radio or podcasting. <laughs> can we call the, Can you call this radio since people most time listen to it maybe on their car car radio? Can you call the podcast radio or is it is it just its own entity at this point? I'll call. It, I'll go with radio. I, th- I think it's okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, listen, they. Igor did what he needed to do. Uh, he obviously the, the Nina Ryder goal was a shit goal, but the team rallied around him. They got the two goal lead. Uh, you know, my, the narrative, and that's one of our favorite words, but uh, before this game, you could have looked at it two different ways. You look at it as a learning experience. You look at it as, you know, they, they hung in with uh, the best team in the Metro. Uh, the young players are playing well. They weren't getting their doors blown off. So that's that one narrative. The second one, on the flip side, you say to yourself, you know, they were so close. I mean, they're so close to winning those two games. Uh, you realize how the margin for error is so small in the playoffs. It's minuscule in a lot of ways. And, you know, maybe we're not as uh, behind Carolina as maybe I originally thought. That being said, they've been grossly outplayed in a lot of these games and and, in huge spurts of the time where, you know, Carolina comes out flying and, you you know, you just shake your head. And I know you're a big component of this from what, you know, just going through our text messages. Like, why is this team not skating? You know, these these purporters, you know, I understand they don't want to be kicked out of the out of the room. But why is the, the fact that it's never brought up that their intensity doesn't seem to match Carolina's on a lot of occasions? And we saw it on times against Pittsburgh. We saw it at times, you know, throughout the regular season. This series should be two two nothing. Uh, should be three zero or or two one in their favor at this point. It should not be, you know, where we where we are right now. So. The first two periods of game one, the first two periods of game one were, were great, and it seemed that they found found their way to play. They kept the puck the entire first forty minutes, right? And then, as we all knew, you know, you knew Carolina was going to answer. They weren't going to just lay down and die like they did. And that approach in game one to just sit there and act as if you have, uh, you know, McDonough, Girardi, stall in their prime, just sitting back right. there to to knock pucks out and block everything that comes through. Tortorella, Hockey. yeah, that was yeah. irresponsible to, to even think that this that this team this team isn't built to play that style. 
So right. That was very frustrating. And, and as all these things were coming, Anita Ryder hits the, hits the crossbar. It was like you were just waiting for when. When is that goal going to be scored? You know, thankfully, thankfully for me personally, I mean, I had, I was sitting there in a locker room, you know, watching the third period of that game. And then over time, you know, it was while we're taking warm ups on the ice. And I'm, pr- I'm like, please don't let this thing go to like double fucking triple overtime where the, my whole game, I'm going to be sitting there checking my cell phone, you know, watching the game, you know, streaming right. from MSG Go. So in, in a sense, thank God that puck went in literally just before my game started on a personal, on a personal level. But, you know, that, that's a, that's a, just a case of throw it at the net. You never know what can happen. I can't put that on Igor. I really even can't put it on Lingren. It just, it just sucked. That goal it just sucked. sucked. You know, and and like you said, we talked about, you know, you know, first game, you, you, you chalk it up to, you know, Auntie Ranta kind of standing on his head in the first period. And in game two, it's fucking Smitty. And, you know, he's he's shoving it up our ass, you know, twofold in this Not entire tonight. series. He's been one of the – well, he did break up a four-on-one. Yeah. Well, Panarin – He only, did break up know, a four-on-one. It was only Artemi Panarin, so, I mean, he can't really, you know – but I mean, he's not he's, really that good with the puck. He's not really I mean, I, I, Sean, I, I shake my head and, you know, our boy Danny, who, you know, we respect immensely said that he felt that Smitty didn't want to come back, that he had had enough here or whatever. I, I don't believe that. I mean, it's possible, but you know, you, you see, you see what he's given them. And honestly, is it the structure of the team? Is it, is it the way they play? Is that why he's playing better there than he did here? I don't know. I thought he was but, good here last year. I thought he was. He, I thought he was first, okay. His first year after he signed the contract was putrid. He was out of shape. Probably was feeling the money. Didn't care. The second year was when he got into. He got sent down and got into the fight. You know when he got waived. Yeah, got let's hear fight. Vinny right. Terry down down right. in Hartford. Right. The third year he. Listen, he came in with the right attitude, came in in shape, and they were using him as a forward for three quarters right. of the season. Right. He did, he, ultimate team guy did whatever he had to do. Finally, last year, they they just, out of necessity, I forget who got hurt, but he was playing on your third. They traded third Brady third. Shea. That's what it was. After Shea got traded. They traded Brady Shea. Smitty was playing. No, that was two years ago. That was when he was mostly playing forward. After after Shea got traded, they they moved him back. Right, and then I think last year he just wanted up. He was just one of the six defensemen. Right? I mean, he played like sixty-five games as as a defenseman last year. Yeah, he good. played. He played a lot last year. He was good. Well, especially once D'Angelo got you know waived right, or right. whatever happened with him, he was there. Became one of their regular six. Right. Um, listen, I. And when I say good, yeah. I mean as a third defense. As a third yeah, yeah. I mean, listen. No, he's not. He's not going to be mistaken as you know, like you said, Stola Girardi in their prime by any stretch. But, you know, you, you look at some of these teams and they find these value in guys. Meanwhile, we're overpaying for defensemen, third-pair guys, right. and they're finding value in third-pair guys. I mean, look, Mark Giordano just signed with Toronto for 800 k for two years. Did he really? Uh, yes, $800,000 per season for two years. Now, the Rangers need to find those type of guys. Right. They need to find those value guys. Carolina has been notorious. notorious. Carolina's been good with it. Florida. Uh, Florida's been good with it. Tampa's been good with it. Toronto's now gotten Simmons, you know, Spezza, now Giordano, all signing sweetheart deals. You know, the Rangers are going to have to figure out a way to find players like this. But I think the, the main the main point of what we were trying to get at was they're, they're, 
they're not how am I gonna word this? They're not getting beaten, but in on the score they're not getting getting killed on the scoreboard, but they're getting these waves where they're just not and these unlucky goals and these bad bounces and right. giving up a lead with two and a half minutes left in the game and Sean, you don't come back from shit like that usually. Usually. Now granted, yeah. this team is very resilient. They came yes. back from a, a triple overtime against Pittsburgh. To be fair, that team is ravaged. So let's and their third string goalie. And I honestly don't think they've tested Ronta. And I don't think Carolina's tested Igor that much. No. Who, looking at who some of the shots to. and goals they had. I forget who I was listening to that made the point of uh, remember when David Ayers came in, you know, as the uh, the Zamboni driver right. or whatever right. came in right. the goal. Right. And they played a style to make sure that David Ayers he was insulated the shots. They're almost playing like that now. Where nothing gets through. And if it gets through, Roth is usually out of the net and we shoot it wide anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brandon Moore actually was said in his post game, and I'll tell you, he looks stoned through every press conference. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. I mean, no. he I know he's I know he's a health freak, but don't tell me this guy's not on something. I mean, no, no, I'm not insinuating anything, but he just looks it just so deadpan, like he looks like a corpse. Like he almost looks sick. <laughs> but anyway, um, he said that the Rangers he said he felt like they blocked a million shots tonight. And I know it's funny because I always feel like every team that we play blocks right. a million shots. So, um, you know, I kind of feel the same way, like the way he felt tonight. But uh, they're playing great defensively. Um, they haven't really given up a lot of uh, quality scoring chances. And like I said, I, I didn't when, – when we said we were doing this show tonight, I said if they go down 3-0, it's going to be a conniption issue because you know what? I understand they've had poor, uh, poor, poor puck luck for the most part, but you know, Kako, Kako scores that goal in game one. That game's over. That game is over with the way they were playing. And you know, like I said, the playoffs is it's such a small, small room for error that you can make, and you know, fortunate they're fortunate to be where they are. I guess in some ways. Yeah, well, that's that. That's obvious. <laughs> but and again, and again today, I felt that they were completely outplayed for, for large, large chunks of the game. We were we were opportunistic. I think would be the the best way to right, kind of right, say absolutely, how went. You know, absolutely. There were stretches, and and the the biggest indictment that of anybody on the team with not being able to get out of the, the puck out of the zone has been Jacob Truba. Me and He's you have been big, big Trooper supporters all season yeah. long where we said he yeah. was worth every penny. He was uh, he was my secondary vote for the, uh, the Stephen A. McDonald Award as far as who right. I felt really overshot their uh overshot their their work, you know, their what we thought we would get from them for the season. You know, not just on the score sheet, but just in their overall play and leadership and everything like that. Mm-hmm. He has looked slower than Mark Stahl in his last year with the Rangers has looked. Yeah. And he just – he can't – it's it's almost like he's pussying the puck out of the zone. To where yeah, he's fl- flubbing the puck a lot. I saw that a lot in Pittsburgh too, that Pittsburgh series. But yeah, I agree with that. But it's, it's, he's flubbed it a couple of times. But it's not where he mishits it. It's almost like he's trying to put too much touch on it because he's afraid to ice it. But it's like every other time he just either ices it or he hits it too soft to where it doesn't get out. 
Well, I'll tell you right now, the way they were getting creamed in face-offs, and I listened to a lot of this this one in the car. Okay. Uh, I had some errands and some stuff going on. I had to do some things, but Dave Maloney was crushing them, in the, you know, in the in, during the game about they, they just can't win. They, he pretty much said it's amazing. This team cannot win a face-off. Jordan Stahl up, one it clean. Jordan Stahl up, one it clean. I mean, two different centers. Jordan Stahl won the face-off clean both times. I mean, Sean, I mean, you and I sat here, you know, I sit here every, you know, not sit here doing a podcast, but you and I have been Ranger fans now for a long time. And we've seen this pretty much the entire Lundquist era coming down to where we are now. This team's never been able to win face-offs. No. Never. Face-offs, I said it. Face-offs, clutch goals, and um, uh, what was the other thing I said? Inability to score on the power play and and their special teams always disappearing in, the, in a big spot. Now, tonight, their special teams came through for them. But you see the difference when when you get a goal. Like even the fact they were they were being on shot twelve to two when our favorite player Brady Shea took that penalty, <laughs> and wow, a power play goal! Jesus, I, look, I mean, I mean, look at the difference when that happens. You know, the momentum, the momentum swing, getting that first goal. The Rangers need to score first against this team. They can't give up anything. They have to play strict defense and try to score first because you will not beat this team if they get the lead. Right. No, they know how to play with the lead. We don't. <laughs> nope. Terrible. And I honestly thought they were going to give it back again today. Me too. I really did. I really did. But, they, they but listen, they played. And, you know, for I know I know uh, you like to call Chris Kreider, Chris Glider, but uh, the guy has 30 playoff goals. He's four behind Roger Bear all time in in postseason goals, which I understand. He disappears at times, and he's not always at his top. But I'll tell you, that guy has a knack for scoring when we need him to. Oh, a hundred percent. And he's done that, Sean, since two thousand, coming in as a rookie, two thousand twelve, and that's why he gets a pass from me on a lot of nights because when you need a goal. In a big spot, nine times out of ten, he's the guy that gets it for you. I just, you know, I, you and I have been all over Panarin. He's been terrible. Yes. Ryan Strom, if a team gives him a contract, they're uh, uh, over five million dollars based off this this postseason. They they should they should the GM should lose his job. He has been a non factor, non existent. And I'll tell you, I don't know if they're battling injuries. Andrew Cop, this series hasn't been that great either, even though. He was sixty three percent on faceoffs this game. Well, they, yeah, they moved by him far to the Rangers' best player they, uh, they, at that position. They moved him to center tonight. Well, they were getting killed. They got no choice. Yeah. And why he's not taking the faceoffs when when Strom? I I think what he get? Was he like twenty percent today? Like he well, was they, like ridiculously low. Well, they were. On I think Hedl had a higher faceoff faceoff percentage than he did. So they didn't move Heedle back to center till the third period. The first two periods, you had Cop centering the two kids. Okay. No, Cop was centering Vetrano and Kako. Uh, Kako, yes. Right. And uh, Strom right. was centering for Lafreniere and Marin, yeah. and you had uh, Heedle move up to right wing right. on the first line, which screwed them because there was an opportunity for Heedle to bury a puck where Vetrano was there. He probably probably scores. Hedl can't. I mean, we we say it over and over again. The kid continues yeah. to impress me in his overall play. But he he just he can't. He doesn't finish. And maybe he will by the time he's twenty five years old. He might develop this. So you you compared him. 
to uh, John, uh, what's his name? Erickson Eck? Yeah, Joel Erickson Eck. Joel Erickson Eck. Joel Erickson Eck, up until he was 24 years old, had a shooting percentage under 5%. Okay. And lingered around the same, like, you know, 15 points a season. You know, but showed And then he exploded. And then he exploded this year. 26 goals this year. I think 13 on the power play. So... You, you're going to have to make a decision, and obviously this is all off-season stuff, yeah, yeah. but it's it's relative to the fact of what, how he's played. You're going to have to make a decision on him eventually. They like him. Though. Because, you have too, Sean, you have too many young guys that need to get paid, and you need to still try to improve the team. Because you still got Panarin. You still got uh, uh, Kreider. You still had Zabinijad. I mean, I don't know at this point what kind of value Jacob Truba has. I don't know if I'm ready to trade him yet based off of one playoff series. I don't think he was great against Pittsburgh, but he wasn't as bad as he has been in the late, these last three games. No, this is this so I don't, I don't know. He's been really bad. He's been bad. The thing, and, he, and he's a turn. He's a, he is a, he has become a little bit of a turnover machine. And he's done that in, on a lot of occasions this season. You know, I mean, I don't know. You take the good with the bad. Is he, is his positives outweigh his negatives? You well, know, we're not hard watching, hitting defense. We're not watching game tape, so it's impossible for us to really know some of those positives right. if he's taking exactly. passing lanes and stuff like that. Right, you can't exactly. See that. A lot of that you can't really see on TV. They're like like you and I talked about. They're going to have to make decisions. It's coming. We're going to have. They're going to figure it out. But the thing that it's funny because I would love. I'm saying to myself, you know, they're playing. They're not playing great, but they're winning. I mean, does it does it is it going to catch up to them at some point? Like, I know, I know. Would you say that this is the way they played all season, or would you say no. that this is just no? I felt because in the, the playoffs they haven't been fantastic. The, they haven't had one game been. other than the game two against Pittsburgh, Sean. This team has not played a full sixty minute game. And looked completely well, no. dominant. No, well, we haven't not played one, not one game. Yeah, where they've that, looked dominant. That's our mo is not not playing sixty minute games. That 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 much I'll give you. But as far as they've been reactionary in in the in this series at least, uh-huh. they, they haven't dictated any pace. They haven't forced. They haven't in in put their will into the other team yet at all in this series. The series now, is do you rea- f- reacting to what Carolina does. Mm-hmm. Playing Carolina's style, which is not our style in any way, shape, or form, and no. it's one I don't I don't see us beating them at. Unless Igor's just going to continue to stand on his head, and they're just not going to be able to beat him. Other than that, well, I, I, I don't see. We're, what we're I will say about him? Times. Do you not notice? No, I know. I, mean, what, I agree with what that. I this comes back to what I was saying before about the the non skating. They're just coming down the ice, upright. Not knees bent. Nobody's nobody's the puck's going into the corner. No one's putting the head down and going in there and smashing someone to go get it. It's like they put it there and then they just passively wait at the blue line to try and forecheck. There's no true forecheck going on. And if there's a loose puck, you don't you see people circling. You don't see people stopping short and going to get it. It's it's very frustrating. We have yeah. not in, we have not put our foot on someone's throat or it's or dictated to Carolina that we're going to play our way and you're going to have to adjust to us. 
I, uh, I, yeah, I, I honestly think that maybe they felt like they've tried their way and they haven't had success. So I don't knock them for trying something different. And for the most part, I mean, it hasn't, it hasn't hurt them. Hasn't now, hurt granted, them. I understand. I get it, Sean, but you, you know how you have to adapt sometimes. And we criticize Gallant for not adapting. We criticize them against not being out, not being able to stop Crosby and against you know when they played Pittsburgh. They for the most part had shut down. I mean, look who has the four goals for for uh, or five when they score four or five. I don't well, care. Four, they have five goals, but the asshole has two goals. Empty numbers don't count. He, other than him, Smitty, uh, Cole, and Niederreiter. No Jordan Stahl. No Natchez. No D'Angelo. No. Brent Pesci, no Svechnikov, no nobody, no, no Max Domi. I mean, nobody. So I can't sit here and criticize a way they played, and it's boring. They're sitting back a lot. I get it. But Igor's, they're, they're trying to keep the crease clear, clear so Igor can see the puck. So he's getting stopped. If he can stop those first shots, they should be okay. And uh, they're not giving them secondary chances. So but how do you know, translate to have, the amount of how does that translate yeah. to the amount of passes that are at skates? The amount of times that guys get the puck, right? That's another and, issue, and they they flub it. Not, we had a four on one. Yeah. Our, conceivably, our best player had a four on one and lost the puck to Brendan Smith, unforced. Either he didn't take him seriously, or he overthought the play. And listen, Panarin is starting to head down that Rick Nash path. With worse. me, and I, I don't know about worse. Well, it's worse because he's not a two hundred foot player. That that's, that's why it's worse. On nice he's not a penalty Nash, killer. He gave you nothing in the score sheet. He gave you something on the ice. Whereas Panarin, if he doesn't he, give you something on the score sheet, right, it's worthless. Right. But the problem with Panarin is, is that you know he gets three points, and you he like he has an assist tonight. Like he still had a point, <laughs> which is, is shocking to me in right, a lot right. of ways. No, I get that. So I I don't know I don't know who you can get. You know, obviously, there's nothing they can do now, but they're going to have to find some a big body to be able to play with him to create space for him. Some right. kind of big center winger, somebody that can create room for him. Because they, I mean, they, they, Brendan Smith said it in his in his interview in last game. They know what he's going to do. He's coming to the blue line. He's pulling up. He's waiting. He's seeing who's coming across. He's not driving the net. He's not doing that. He's doing the same thing. So, you know, you have what three guys, four guys that have played with 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 uh, with Panarin with the Rangers on on Carolina. They know what he's going to do, right? But where I, where it compares him to Rick Nash was Nash came in as a ball of fire his first year, his first two years, and he slowly started to fizzle out. And especially in the playoffs, he got a complete pass for thirteen because you know it was a shortened season. And nobody noticed. But then he had that big year. Where he scored forty goals. And then he disappeared in the playoffs that year. So it's starting to get to that point where you we've seen it. We've seen Crosby. We've seen Ovechkin. We've seen Tarasenko. We've seen Kopitar. We've seen Patrick Kane. You don't win a championship. You can. It's impossible to win a championship if your money, big money players, your best players, aren't your best players in the series. Well, that's okay, it doesn't I text, happen. I text you during the game. Where I said, uh, if Panarin's worth eleven and a half million dollars, then Sebastian Ajo's worth fifteen. 
Because again, it doesn't even look like the same. I have a really hard time, and I agree. I'm not disagreeing with you. He's I hate his fucking guts, but you can't question the guy's fucking moxie because oh. nothing seems to face him. He has like ice water in his veins. He is. A, he really he is does. An assassin. He's he an has assassin. ice water in his veins. But my again, it goes back to if you put this guy in Toronto, you put this guy in Montreal, you put this guy in a hot hockey hot hockey hotbed. Is he going to play the same way? I just feel that there's just certain places where players play, where they play loosey-goosey, and there's just no pressure on them. to. Caroline has zero pressure to win. Zero. Zero. Did you see one Carolina Hurricane jersey in the, in the, at the Garden tonight when they were scanning the, the, the fans? Did you see any pockets of, of Carolina Hurricane fans? No. Their fans don't travel. They're not diehard fans. Nobody gives a shit about them. They care about NASCAR in Carolina. Like I said, Sebastian Ajo, four left I turns. guarantee you can walk the streets of Raleigh naked and people wouldn't know who he was. So, I again, I, I'm not criticizing the way he plays, but I'm just saying that team has zero pressure on them to, to give you anything. Or to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, uh... They just don't. They don't have. They have zero pressure to play. So I don't know. I don't know if that's just overblown. I don't know how you feel about that. If you feel it's, I don't think it's, the, I don't think there's a ton of pressure to play in New York the way that there is in Toronto or some of the Canadian series. This is a hockey hotbed as far as. Well, you, know, you said it perfectly. Like they don't ask like any tough questions, questions, though. Like you said, I mean, you said it perfect. And I wrote something to Molly. I go, Molly, you know, can you stop the softball questions and and ask them why they just don't skate hard? Like, how are they outskated? At home. At home. Listen, dude, I don't, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Game three. Yeah. At home. Down 2-0. This is after a win. We're still infuriated by this. Because it just, it doesn't add up. I don't know. I just feel like we've dealt with this now for I, – I, I don't feel like they've ever come out strong for a game. Ever. All right. Come out strong in the first four or five minutes. That's one thing. They went through 60 minutes without skating hard. Like outside of Zibanejad, Mott. Oh, he had a great game. Heedle a little bit, I guess. I mean, I, I text you on the side. I'll say this. and I, um, Listen, I, this is not to say that he's not a very good player. I, I don't like Adam Fox's game. I just, I just don't I just I don't like it. He comes down and has a, comes straight down the middle and has has a opportunity one on zero against the goalie in the in the slot. Like that's what you're you're trying to set up an entire play to get an opportunity to take a shot from the from inside the inside the dots in the slot. And he passes to someone on their off wing. They, oh, uh, Buchnevich was a king of that. Oh, he was the king of that. Shoot. I hate trying to sound like fucking uh, the big whistle here, but shoot the puck. Like what, what opportunity are you looking for? That's uh, Lafreniere did the same thing with cop. Yeah. Oh, he did the same thing today. Lafreniere did the same thing with cop. Sean, I, I don't know what I, I, I mean, but then you look at a guy like Frank Vitrano who has one goal in the, in the playoffs again. And him and Strom have only, the two of them have only scored in that one blowout game. That was it. Am I right? Could be. I, I'm not. You I know. Don't, I, I don't have the Again, he's a guy that you depended on from shots. I mean, how many shots on goal did he have tonight? Well, he got he got moved down to the third line tonight. Now I know he hit the post. I believe he hit the post in one of the games. Yeah. 
Um, but again, they, they don't have a shooting mentality. Trouba is a shoot first guy, but I think he's more of a slap shot guy, and, and you can't have a you can't wind up in 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 you know and on every opportunity. And I think Mika learned that. They, they he Ronta played for the one timer, right? He played for the one timer. Mika didn't what, shoot twice, and he faked it. He faked, he it, faked twice, it. I think. Yeah. And listen, Mika, Mika's you know Mika's played well. He's played very. He well. really has. He's he's definitely risen his game. And I've noticed when he's when he's on his game, Kreider's on his game. So, um, like I said, we're gonna we're gonna see we're gonna see where this goes. I mean, the, I, would you like for them to tie this up? And you know what? Let the see you know try to steal one in Carolina, even in Game Five. You need listen. We knew coming into this, we needed we need to, to win, win four straight. Our, uh, we needed to win our three home games. They, the, the you, atmosphere you, you in and Carolina, I talked about this. The atmosphere in Carolina was not the atmosphere in Pittsburgh. I think that they can win a game seven in Carolina. You think so? That building doesn't because you aren't you aren't convinced of that at the beginning of the series because of Igor because of Igor <laughs> Igor on the road in the last series was was putrid. So I was concerned about that. Igor was great in games one and two. So I I have zero issues. The weakest yeah. goal he gave up in the series so far was tonight. Yeah, like by far. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't I don't blame him on any of the other goals. Right. I mean, the Aho goal he even made a save on. He made the first save and and which was a great save. Was a fantastic save and and then Aho was there for the rebound. You know who had a great um, you know who had a great view of that save? Keandre Miller and Aaron. Oh yeah, I thought Truba. <laughs> No. Well, Keandre Miller no, Truba, uh, played, Truba played him. Truba played Aho, forced the shot, but then you have Miller and, and Panarin who are supposed to clean up the rebound. Both are standing there watching. Yeah. I put that on them. Truba played Aho and listen, he got beat by a better player. Miller also pinched up on a three on two, which then turned into a two on one. Hi. And let's say that they've made some they've made they've made the Rangers pay on on mistakes. And I think that's really what why they're probably playing the way they're playing, and they're almost like they're lulling them to sleep. They're almost they're almost beating Carolina at their own freaking game. They're playing an almost an Islander esque. I know it's blasphemous. No, because Islander, but they are. Is that's what they're intensity. doing. They're lulling there's, them to sleep. But there's no intensity. Islander esque is get the puck deep and hit somebody every time and beat yeah, somebody. Yeah, that's true. But they also sit back a lot and they wait for you to fuck up, right or wrong. Yes, let's just. Do that. That's what I they play. How they play. They you know, just, they they're fourth line. So much they're slower. fourth line banks. But you're not telling me Barzell is going in there and hitting people. No, but they just. They or look Brock so Nelson. Slow. I know. And it looks you like know, it kills me. On two different surfaces. Right, and like. I agree with that. And the, the one, the biggest, my biggest problem is that this is the youngest team in the playoffs now, or was the youngest team to begin with. You should be. I mean, they almost look tired. Right. They do. And, and Carolina played a seven-game series as well. Right. Listen, they have to take care know. of business in game four. You even they up do. the series. And then they it's do. a best of three. Listen, you knew – I mean, mathematically, you knew you had to win one on the road. So, Right. If, you take, if, they, if they can take care of their business at home, they did today. They could do it on Tuesday. You know, we're, we're, we're where we should be. Right. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I honestly believe, and listen, I could be dead wrong. Whoever wins this series is going to go to the cup final because Tampa Bay is just about ready to get rid of Florida. And I understand Vasilevsky's played well, but, you know, 
I honestly think that they're right for the kill, right for the kill, Tampa. So I think whoever gets out of this series, whether it's us or whether it's it's uh, whether it's the Canes, I think I think there's a good there's a good chance that you, you'll see one of those two teams in the finals. But you have to get there, I guess. We'll talk about that. Well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm only reason I'm saying that was because I'm just shocked that Florida has not put up more of a fight. They've gotten blown out in two games, Sean. Blown out. Bobrovsky? Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky. And they don't play defense. They try and outscore you, and that doesn't work in the playoffs. I said that before the playoffs started. Them in Colorado, I did not think either one would get to the finals. Well, I think Colorado. Well, first off, if I was praying Calgary was going to lose. So I think to me, Calgary has between Calgary and Edmonton, between Calgary and Colorado. Right. And one of them is going to the finals. Well, if Colorado plays Edmonton, then yeah, I would say Colorado is going to the finals because Edmonton doesn't play playoff hockey either. Samuel Girard knocked out of these playoffs once more, huh? Shocker. But no, I'm just about just a. Go back to your Fox comment. Uh, he's not flashy. He looks slow. But again, Sean, you can't knock the fact that the guy, he gets the puck through. He, he has. A, he's a great passer. He's, you know, I, I understand what you're saying. You have to take over games. He doesn't take over a game. He doesn't dominate a game on either side. He's at he listen, he gets sticks in the right places at times. He's not like he's not Nick Litcher. There are times where he doesn't even necessarily pinch in. He's just in the neutral zone. And if the puck gets past him, he's not fucking booking it to get back. It's almost like he's trying to play off an angle and let that guy let Lingren or whoever's back with him go get right. go pick up the puck. It's just there's so many things that just when I when you watch him play every night, they just infuriate the fuck out of me. I want more. Let- Right, no, I, I don't disagree with I you. Right, I agree with you. Well, he's not making nine and a half million until next year, so then you can get on him for next year. <laughs> but no, <laughs> but uh, no. I listen. I don't. I don't disagree with what you said. And the past my whole first feeling thing is me nuts. It drives you me want nuts. my honest opinion. We're going to find out probably if when this series ends or whenever this, their, their playoff run ends that these guys are all playing her. Him, Panarin, Cop. I would say half the lineup. Uh, we have some that kind of. That if that's the case, I'll I'll reevaluate. But well, I don't. Uh, I'm, like I told you, and I told you this on last show, Igor and Fox. I am not basing them on this playoff round this year. It's their first playoff series. I'm giving them. They get one pass from me. One pass. That's it. So I'm giving them. If, if I don't think they've been. I mean, Igor's definitely played better. I mean, he's definitely been better in this series, but. Um, yeah, I think whatever was this going is, this on is with their him, pass. Yeah, this is their pass. Those are those two guys' pass. Same thing with Miller and Braden Schneider. Did Braden Schneider play a lot tonight? Because I felt like he was never on the ice. Do we know how much he played? Hold on one second. And you, you got to laugh. I mean, what what is what is Jury saying right now with Patrick Nemeth sitting in the freaking press box for the last six games? Schneider played eight minutes. The whole game. Yep. Braun played. 10. What did Lloyd Braun play? Ten. He can't keep playing them like this. He, I mean, you can't. This is this is a Tortorella. This is like Stu Bickle Tortorella shit. Truba played twenty five, almost twenty six minutes. Keandre Miller played twenty six. Lingren played twenty two and a half. 
Fox played 20, 24 and a half. So now do me a favor. What did Carolina's defenseman play? Uh, Tony played 24 the exa- to the second, the exact same amount as Fox. Pesci, 20, 23. Okay. Shea, 20. Slavin, 22 and a half. Smith played 11. And Cole played 12. So that third right, so, played an extra couple minutes more. Yeah, not that much more. Not that much more. All right, I'm, 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 I still don't like that, but I guess I understand it. I don't mind it. Because I guess I understand it. I just felt like I never, I didn't see Brandon Schneider on the ice at all. <laughs> I feel like he never played. And I kind of felt like this way the whole series. I don't know if he's even been that bad. See, this is the thing I've never understood when it came to this. Because if your top pairing guy is good enough to play 24, 25 minutes, mm-hmm. if you have a guy on your second pairing or in our case – a second pairing that's worthy of playing top pair minutes. Right. Then what's the problem with them also playing 25 minutes? No, I totally agree with you. you Who played the most, Truba? uh, Miller. Really? By by a few seconds, yeah. All right. For the forwards, let's see. Anything stand out? How many minutes did Reeves play? Eight and a half. Okay. That's about where I thought. Mika only played 1750. Petrano, 14 and a half. Strom, 16 and a half. Rooney played 15 and a half. Wow. Panarin only played 15 and a half minutes. So Rooney played as much as Panarin? Literally three seconds apart. Which goes to show you that in a tight game, he's not going to play as much which goes if they to have the you, lead. Which goes to show you it's not just us that's, that are noticing how much he's – how bad he's been. God, I wish they had Goudreau. Oh, dude, how how great would this – I mean, how much better would this team be if he was in the lineup? Cop let us – Just from a tenacity standpoint, could you imagine – let me throw something at you. Just let's have fun for a second. Could you imagine if they somehow figure out to get out of this round and they can get Blay and Goudreau back to play Tampa or Florida, God, you know, if they happen to come back? Goudreau centering Could you up. imagine the what a great – what a great lineup that would be. Who would you sit? You might sit Kako or or, or yeah, it's one of those guys. It's true. You might have to sit one of them. Wow. I don't that that's that's fucking incredible to even think I, about. I but, hope that's a decision that has to be made at some point. <laughs> no, it's funny because I when I when I first saw Sammy Blay when he said that he might be available, I messaged you and I sent you the I think I sent yeah. you the tweet. But then he elaborated on it that he probably won't. You know, you could probably guess whether he's going to be available for this round or not. But no, I'll tell you, if you can get if you can get. Listen, Sean, if you can get one of them back, be a home run. Yeah, Gujo. I think there's there's a realistic chance he could be back if this goes six and seven. That's re- to me, that's realistic. Blay, I think you got to make the Stanley Cup Finals for there to even be a chance of him playing. Yeah, no, it's cool. To, listen. You you remember so I, I'm sure you remember this, but when Zuccarello got hurt in fifteen against against uh and Ryan McDonough was Pittsburgh. notorious for taking his own players out. So he was maybe that's another reason why he didn't stay here his whole career, but uh Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. <laughs> yes, it was against Pittsburgh. Yep. So they showed Zook on the Jumbotron, I guess I like it was against that. Tampa. And uh, they were always coming back, blah, blah, blah. So it was almost like that little bit of false hope, like to see like, oh, baby. Meanwhile, he hadn't been skating. He couldn't even talk. He was expressionless. Remember that? Yeah. Like barely 
like lifted his arm just to yeah he barely yeah. moved he didn't have any facial expression i guess he couldn't no. move his face no he could talk i don't think right yeah. yep. but uh i think blaze kind of like that that carrot that's being put out there right right right. like oh he could play if you know if we advance and it kind of gives you like this you know sense of security that oh man we got reinforcements coming if we can just keep going you know if we just keep playing and playing well, games and blah, both, blah, blah. If they both came back, then to me, Rooney and Reeves would be the two guys that would come out of the lineup. Because Gujo oh, so would spot. play center. Yeah, Gujo would center the fourth line. I don't know. Dude, I, I'm telling you, Gallant likes Rooney. Gallant is a big Rooney yeah, guy. he likes Dryden Hunt also. We haven't seen him in several games, thank God. Good point. Very good point. So he's put favorites. I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of surprised Reeves has played in this series. Yeah, uh, to no, me, I think no Hunt. is for him. I, there's no purpose for him. Honestly, I think Hunt feels a better. I mean, Hunt's not, but he, at least he's quick, right? And you know, he can. You know, he's he's some younger legs. Uh, that's just me. I mean, it, no, Reeves no, I to agree. me is a is a is the is yeah. Lenny Harris on this team essentially. Lenny Harris. I'm not even a Met fan. He was an excellent pinch hitter. He was a good bench guy. Great. You bench know, guy. if you could keep if you could keep a 13 forward on the bench, Ryan Reeves would be the greatest 13 forward of all time. But the guy can't really play. He can't play every game. Like I told you on last show, if we were playing Tampa in this series, Maroon plays Perry, fine, play him. Right. They have those big, burly you know, guys that can barely skate on their fourth line, fine, I'm good with that. But to play him against a fast team, uh, to, just to be a cheerleader, I don't know. It hasn't burnt them yet, but it is what it is. Guess how many hits Reeves had tonight? Five. <laughs> that's that's zero. Terrible. Terrible. Well, the, it's terrible. His speed well, again, if you don't have the puck. I, well, no, they, well, they're getting it deep, and by the time the puck gets into the corner, he's just entering the zone. The puck's already out. Yeah. We're playing dump and chase without chasing it. They're forgetting the second part of dump and chase. Right. So they get in the puck in the corner. The yeah, first, against Pittsburgh, it felt like we got the puck in the corner and we crushed mm-hmm. them every single time they turned to go play it. I mean, how many times did we hit Brian Dumoulin? Enough that he was out of the, out of the freaking right. series. He was getting um, hit every time he turned to play the puck. They're respecting their defenseman way too much to the point where they're getting it deep and they're not chasing it. Yeah. To me, Mott is the only one who seems like he's getting in there and actually laying a hit on anybody. Well, I think the Mott's the only one that has any type of energy because he hasn't played, didn't barely played the last eight weeks. Strom or six weeks, however it was. To, Strom had four hits tonight. How much did he play? Strom, Said sixteen minutes. Yeah, sixteen forty-three. What did Cop play? He led the team with eighteen fifty-four for forwards. Yep. Wow, he played eighteen minutes, huh? Yep. Shit. We probably took a lot of defensive zone faceoffs too. Sixty-two and a half percent on faceoffs. Heedle was fifty percent on faceoffs. Mott we only played. He only was centered the third period, though. Mika was Mott. Mott. What, what, what was Mott? Fifty percent. How many faces did he take? Oh, I don't know. It doesn't does it tell say? You it doesn't tell you that part. No. Strom thirty-five and a half percent. I'll say if you can find a way to keep Mott, man. Oof. I think that's going to be a priority. Honestly, you think so? Yes, because he's low cost. He's still not going to cost you more than two. There's no way he's more than one, more than two million. Because he doesn't uh, see, put up to numbers. me, I cannot, Sean. I cannot. No, no. I'm obviously, this that, is to me, that would be the highest. No one's going to pay two million dollars per season. Yeah, for a guy who doesn't score. 
The only way, listen, the only way I can see is if the bottom falls out because of the, the flat cap, which in very well might happen. So I don't you know. You can't see him signing a three-year deal for 1.7? Not when they have Goudreau and Blade still coming back next season. But you're going to you're gonna pay Goudreau, you're gonna, so you're going to pay Goudreau $3.4 million, $3.6 million for your fourth line? You're replacing Strom and Kopp here. You're replacing two guys. So Goudreau, most likely Goudreau is moving back into your top nine again. Yeah, but Sean, you still got to replace your second line center. Who's playing second line center for this team next year? It's not Heedle. It can't be Heedle. Don't say can't be. <laughs> well, it shouldn't be Heedle. Be careful. Be careful. He's not a center. Can. Well, it shouldn't be. Listen, I wouldn't put anything past them. I think listen, Drew has so has much work to do. It's not. Even, it's not even funny. It's he not does. even funny. It's a it's, conversation. I mean, it's, Hope, it's hopefully it's a conversation that that's another month month and a half off. Dude, I would be listen. If we could literally go from the candy to hero straight to off to the to the to the draft to the free agency, that would make my freaking year. I really would make my freaking year, and I've had a shit year. All that would really make my freaking year All from the, the straight first. you and I walking from the candy to hero straight to the studio to do our first <laughs> off season show. Oh my god, how great would that be? I mean, just, just one. Just give me one. Yeah. I don't count 94. I was too young. I want I want a cup as an adult. I want a cup where I can enjoy it and not have to worry about taking, uh, you know, uh, finals fi- what was I taking? Game. Finals at that point? Yeah. Finals? Yeah. Was it, really it was in eighth yeah. grade. Yeah. Yeah, finals. Oh, man. Something where I could just enjoy it and actually go to the parade. I didn't have to take finals that day. Yeah. That sucked. That. Oh, don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. So, but listen, in all, in all honesty, they are trending in a good direction. You just you just wish you saw more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm sorry, I'm very lost for words, and I apologize to everybody for that. More consistency, right? Because there are there are times where you say to yourself, "Wow, this team can win a cup," and then there's other times you're like, "How did this team even make the playoffs?" Yep. No, it's. I, I mean, it's it's so Jekyll and Hyde. It's not even funny. It really is. And the team, I'll tell you, the team, it takes on the what, how the fan base is. The fan base is as fickle as they come. <laughs> I mean, you and I both know, like, we both we both have season tickets and we, we, sell, we sell some games. And when the team is riding a high, man, the people are calling you. They're texting you. Tickets are tonight. Can I buy your tickets? Can I, can I go to the game? When they are, when they're not playing well. It's like they have bu- the bubonic plague. No one will touch them for free. It's incredible. It I really the, is incredible. I thought that the response for tickets for game three was was still great, despite being down 2-0. There were a lot of people. Right. For, you know, for anyone who hasn't seen, you know, I'm running a raffle group for tickets. And I raffled off, what, four sets? Five, five sets of tickets I've raffled off in the last two weeks yeah. for, uh, for, game, for today's game. And they all went. So there was still yeah, that's, a, that's incredible of interest. That really is incredible. No, I mean there should be interest. I mean it is playoff hockey, and I know you know. Listen, baseball is big in New York, and not taking that away from from anybody, right. but it, it's still not not a playoff game. I mean, there's just something about a hockey playoff game that you know is such a such a high, right? Right. 
No, no. There's just something great, something great about being in the building and 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 everything. But it's just a. But this round, I'll tell you, I don't know about you, but do you kind of feel like there's that one game that's coming where it's just a fucking shit show, one, one way, way or another? The other. Yes, hundred percent. It's coming. I mean, a five-one yeah. thrashing on one way is yes. coming. It's, it's got. I mean, there's always one and one in every series. Jim Schmiedeberg said, and, and I'll tell you, I, he he cold stole the worlds out of my mouth because I was going to say it. There's always one shit game for each team, usually, usually in every series. But we can only where allow they one just more. don't have it that night. <laughs> we right? can only allow one more. <laughs> we, you know, we we don't have that uh, that luxury. So I, that that's what game. I'm saying. I, they've almost. I almost wonder if they're playing this way because they know that but if they play playing- their. They gave up 44 shots tonight. So what 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 yeah, did they sure, do that was effective? It's it's quality over it's quantity over quality, though. They weren't the, a lot of those shots weren't quality oh shots. My God, dude, Igor made at least six or seven saves that were I you were just waiting for him to just to be in. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know. Maybe it was I, 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 maybe maybe on the radio you you don't really appreciate it as much. But uh he was making kick saves off deflections that were in tight. I saw that one. Yeah. They played that on the post game like a hundred times. Um, I don't know, he man. Was, he, was, he was phenomenal tonight. Listen, and I and I have to give him every bit of praise after I called him eye fraud in the first round. So, yeah, it was rough. I'm always going to be honest about what I see, man. If 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 someone is shit in the bed, you know, look, I'm saying it about Panarin. I'm saying it about Kreider. I mean, I don't would you have said it about Rick Nash in 2014, your boy? Love Rick Nash. I know you do. I'm asking you, <laughs> would you have done it? I see. <laughs> <laughs> I look at the whole fucking game, dude, and he did a lot of shit that. Let's go back. Let's go back and watch. No, we're not going to do that. No, forget it. I was going to say, let's go back and watch the, the King series, and you tell me if you would if you feel the same way. But I won't torture you. No, I can't do that. Oh God, me. yeah. I'll need a new TV. Oh God. <laughs> I'll tell you some of you know it's some it's some of the biggest nightmares I ever ha- I've had as a fan, you know, and it's funny because I I always say that you know the the Rangers always find like catastrophic ways of losing and 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 um you know I kind of felt a little bit like the buff I know we talked about this that the Buffalo series with Drury was um was uh, a game five right it was a game five. That he scored that goal. It was two two in the series. Yes, Drury scored. Yep. Okay, um, and then a Finneganna scored in overtime. I remember that. It was horrible. But uh, there's there's a when when it just I always feel like and that's why that's why I always joke around and I said you know men, being mentally strong. In '94, when Zelipukin scores with seven seconds left, seven seven point seven seconds left. That seems to be like a, a cursed number because I think Drury scored with seven point seven seconds left too. Um that team went into the locker room and you gotta say to yourself, that leadership group and the and the, the mental fortitude of those players, because how deflating could that could you could that have been to any other team to to lose like you're, you're seven seconds away from going to the Stanley Cup final and they give a goal up in that spot and for them to still come back out and win that game I'll tell you dude I mean 
I, I just I've seen so many playoff games since then. I've seen so many teams fold like a cheap suit mm-hmm. in those moments that you really, really start to appreciate how truly gutty and and you know mentally tough that '94 team was. It really, it, I'll tell you, I've such a through the years. You know, you were young when they won, so you know. We don't. I don't think I really appreciated how truly great that team was until years later. Years later, to realize how much shit, like bullshit, they had to go through right. to win that cup. I mean, the Devil Series alone should have crippled that team, and for them to still go in and and then be three up against Vancouver and then lose. The next two go back to home to for game seven. It, it, you know, it's it's just amazing. And and that's what I really see. When I see this Ranger team, and you and I kind of went back and forth with this before, I just don't see that eye of the tiger. Not to be corny, not to quote a you know survivor song, <laughs> but I don't see that that fire to just win at all costs. I just don't see it with this team. I don't know. And maybe maybe it's wrong. Maybe it's terrible that I'm comparing it to one of the greatest teams in Ranger history. Right. But I have nothing else to compare it to. I get I get that part. What do you think of um not to go off subject here? No problem. I'm sorry, I'm probably going off on a tangent anyway. No, it's okay. Um Gerard Gallant's uh really pissed off about what happened at the end of the game. Uh, Max All right, Domi so going after I him. saw the Domi hit. I saw that. I saw that. So was there anything? Did I miss something during the game? Because, like I said, I, I listened to a lot of this on the radio, so I don't know if maybe I missed a scrum or something with Domi no. and Lingren. Was Ling, was Domi just trying to take Lingren out of the series? Was that was that his plan? There was one second left, and that was it. Game was Horde's about to go off, and he slashes him in the back. I mean, cross check or, or cross check? So cross check. Yeah, it was just from out of nowhere. It, there was no reason for it. It wasn't a face. So up. how did D'Angelo get involved? So the thing with D'Angelo was just was just talking. He was shit talking the Ranger bench, and Gallant went went nuts on him. Do we know what he said? No. I would love to know what he said. Listen, D'Angelo's doing his job. Obviously, I don't like him in this series, yeah. but he's been a non-factor, and that's exactly how we have to keep it. Right, hundred percent. But I'll tell you, if they want, if if, if this this hopefully will fire up this fucking team. I, re- I listen. I, I don't know what needs to happen to light a fire under them, but you're going to go out and let Max Domi cheap shot you when the game is over. Well, that was what he said. He goes, "Listen, if that's the way they want to play. We have guys that can hand, that that can play like that." So maybe that's what it took. We'll see. Maybe that's what it took. That's what that. Listen, they need to win next game. Told I, I, know, I, know, we, I know when we say they needed to win this game, they need to win next game too. He was yelling at D'Angelo to shut the fuck up. I saw that. He was doing the, uh, you know, the, the yeah. shattering lips with his. And I know he was talking to the ref after the game, right? So, yeah, I don't know. Who knows what he said when he came over to our, you know, to our bench? Because obviously, D'Angelo didn't skip to the bench to talk to Gallant. He doesn't know who the fuck he doesn't know who Gallant is. They have no relationship. He came over to the bench to say something to somebody. Strom hit him at one point in the game, and they used to be friends. I don't know if they're still friends. I don't know what. No friends now. Is. But did he come over to shit talk Strom? Did he come over to shit talk someone else that you know on the team? Did he 
Did he come over to shit talk? Did he did he go to give Keandre Miller his puck back? Did he come over to shit talk Georgiev? Who knows, who knows what it was? Bottom line is he came over and shit talked at the bench. Did that kid ever come out of his bunker? The, the one that put yeah. Did he ever come back out of his bunker? I think so. Or was yeah. he still in hiding? No, no, no. He came out. Oh, he did he? Yeah, probably in more ways than one, but yeah, he came out. <laughs> oh God. I fucking can't stand. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even going to give him the satisfaction. No, of saying no, his no, name. no. I can't stand no. him. Everyone knows he's who such is. an idiot. Yeah, he's so clueless. Um, bloggers, bloggers, and podcasters that think they're insiders. It just blows my mind. It is. It is very blows my mind. As they think they're insiders. Listen, but anyway, I, I have, that's another story. I have. I have a one-off relationship to guys that are on the team through a friend who's legitimate, and I still right. wouldn't consider myself an insider in any way, shape, or form. I guarantee you these guys have no way of – But I'll tell you that that Barry Trotz news was actually – you were you were right on the money with that because he is from Winnipeg. Right. I didn't know that. Okay. I, I had no idea with that. So you you definitely – you knocked that one out of the park. That was – but I mean who knows if he'll go there. Right, but that was, but, that was I mean, the idea. He did interview there. Yes. He did interview in Winnipeg like you said. Yeah. Um, I saw that on the NHL Network too, but – but now it's he might interview for Philly. And there was another spot he may interview. Can we get him out of this fucking division, this yeah. conference, please? Can we get him out of this fucking conference? So I thought going to Winnipeg would be great. <laughs> Winnipeg would be fantastic. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, unless they, unless you know, they don't trade Mark Shifley now because Shifley of that. that's another story. <laughs> so would you rather I'll him go you. to Philly and they'll trade Shifley, or? <laughs> yeah, because I think Philly still stinks. Yeah, so do I. I don't think Philly's good. And of course, they re-signed Ray Russelainen. Russelainen, what the rest of us, Russelainen? Yeah. Some teams just don't learn. That's fine. Some teams just don't learn. It's just, it's just. Philly needed to blow that team up. Right. But and whatever, I don't give a shit. They could be bad forever. Same thing with the Islanders. They needed to blow it up and trade us Couturier. That's what they needed to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have. Listen, Drury has a lot of work to do. Like yeah. I said. Our off-season show in, in in June is and uh, in late June is going to be uh, is going to be a three-hour deal, I'm sure. I'm sure. So we'll have guests as well. Yeah. So what, we so what are you looking that. at for for game for game four? What 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 do you want to see? You turn up. You, are you going to game four Tuesday? I'm not going to game four. Okay. I will be at game six if there is one. Well, when there is one, I will. I'll try to be. I try to be positive, Sean. I know my negativity. Sometimes it's a little bit of a show. Winning today, winning today, I will be beyond shocked if there's no game six because we won today. Yeah, I mean that, that's see, that's why I kind of opened the show with this when I said, you know, I kind of had mixed emotions. I mean, I'm, that's why sometimes I don't I, the, I, the the reaction after a loss sometimes doing a show or reactionary feelings after a loss aren't. The, probably the best thing, especially for me, because I can't tend, have a tendency to overreact about everything. That's fine. So that's um, what this is all about. <laughs> no, I know, but thinking on it, just kind of rehashing it over right, and, right. and just kind of mulling things. I'm like, well, I mean, all right, they gave up a lead with two minutes left, but and they lost two one in overtime on a shit goal. All right, okay, you want to be pissed that they gave up a lead with two point three minutes left? I guess that's. That's the right. one thing you want to criticize them for. All right, fine. Right. Game two, shorthanded goal. I mean, they're still in the game. It wasn't like, like you said, they're not getting their dick kicked in. So if you could, if there's any positive to take away from this series, 
They're not getting their dick kicked in. If anything, today was the day we did kind of get our dick kicked in, but we <laughs> took advantage of our opportunities and they didn't. Which is hilarious considering the fact that they theirs. actually played better on the road. Our goalie is better And I than still theirs. think Rontop's played well in this fucking series. He has. He has. Who was it? Was it – oh, Tyler Mott. Did you see Tyler Mott's uh, scoring chance? Or were you in the car? Yes, I did. No, no, I didn't see it. I didn't see that one. So – I thought you meant oh, uh, empty net goal. No, no, no. Oh, so he, he got – Which was he, pretty he, cool. What a nice empty net goal though on the back he was here. The one like, who got it? I didn't know yes. who it was. I was just – Yeah, it was him. I didn't, I didn't care who got it. Um, no. If I remember this correctly, Reeves took a shot and the puck went up in the air. And as the puck is on its way down, Mott's coming, crashing the net, swipes at it. It was almost similar to the um, Gensel goal, but on the other side of the net. So he didn't kick it up oh, yeah? himself, but just he swiped at it. Like he, and it, it was all in one motion. So it was like he had no chance of really actually scoring on it. But he made Ronda actually have to make a save. I thought that he just he hit it wide and or over the net. Right, right, right. They showed the replay. Ronda got a piece of it. That was going in. I gotta look. I gotta go look at that. That would have been an incredible goal if had that. Yeah, I'm sure. That. I'm sure. Incredible. He's played well. I'll tell you, he's he's probably saved their ass on a, on a lot of levels. We've he's shot it right that into their he, chest a couple. Of, oh, you're talking about Mott or Mott? Mott. Yeah. yeah, he's the one guy who's who's out there, you know, crushing people. Like I said, losing Goudreau, but getting him hurt. Well, no, well, we it, it, it evened it out. We need both. That's what I'm saying. Losing Goudreau hurt. We need both of them in there because, like you're like you saying, especially in this series, Reeves just has no place. And, I, and that's an L for me because I remember saying during the season that even if we played Carolina, I felt Carolina would play feisty enough to where we would need Reeves. Right. I'm wrong. I'm completely wrong. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I honestly don't. Th- I mean, he'll play now, especially after what happened after this game. Right. But um, again, I'm not. I'm not a big Dryden Hunt guy. But if, if I was putting this lineup together, he wouldn't be on the in the lineup briefs personally. But even at the end of the I day, I just don't think he is, serves a purpose. Why is he not dropping them? He he watches Lindgren go fight Domi. Well, he was on the there. ice. Yeah, he was. I thought Kaka, it was Kako and. Reeves I don't was, think he was on the Reeves ice. Was in that scrum. 100%. I have to go back scrum. and look at it, though. I got to go back and look at it. I, I could have sworn it was Kako. I thought it was all the young kids. I, I didn't I didn't know it was. And the other thing, too, for Gallant, why is you're up 3-1 with 18 seconds left? Why is Lindgren on the ice? Right. You're trying to, you're trying to concern I mean. Him. Yeah, why isn't Braun – I mean, you're afraid of giving up two goals in, in, in 18 seconds? Right. If you give up two goals in 18 seconds, then you have a bigger fucking problem. Then you have a bigger problem, yes. So why isn't Braun – all right, you want to put Fox up there? Put Fox there, fine. But put Braun out there with him for the last eight, 18, 20 seconds. Why is Lindgren out there? No, I agree. You I won agree. the game. Why are you, you have two-goal lead with 18 seconds left. Right. I don't get it. I, I just don't get some of the things that they've done. But I, listen – it's a playoff game. You don't want to take anything to chance. We've seen the Rangers give up goals in in, in, <laughs> in, in, in dramatic fashion, so it's not the first time. But right. I, I don't know. I don't get it. But I'm not the coach, I guess. That's why I'm not the coach. So you expect them to come out with tenacity? Sean, <sighs> so I expect them to come out with tenacity in this game. Were you expect I expect them to come. The rope-a-dope that, was, that we saw tonight. I don't know because now they 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 have one in the series, so now I don't know how they're going to play. I mean, let's so if you're gonna if you're gonna 
based off what I saw today, I thought they were going to come out guns blazing today. So I thought tonight, today was going to be a route. I thought they were going to crush this team today. Maybe not crush, maybe that's poor choice of words, but I thought they were going to show a lot more than they did. This next game, being that they, they got one back, I don't know. I can see them coming out timid again. I, I don't know. I, I really, I can't. If you put a gun to my head and said, "Listen, what you know? How are they going to come out and play?" I, I honestly could say, "I don't know," because every time I think they're going to do one thing, they do the complete opposite. Right. So I don't know. Well, what do you think? I, I I can't see them not. Like you said about that that one game, I feel like Game Four is going to be that game where everything clicks. Like Panarin, excuse me, guys, Panarin played 15 minutes tonight. You right. can't tell me that he's not fuming internally. If he's not healthy and they won, I don't think he's going to give a shit. No, not mad. I don't mean mad at, at Gallant. I mean oh, mad okay, at himself, okay, okay. like embarrassed for himself that he played so poor. Because listen, he, know, he knows he's not playing well. He doesn't look at – you're that type of player. You you know when you're when you're on and when you're not. And he knows that he hasn't been on. You think he cares? Yes, I do. I, I, no, no, you I think do. he cares? Yes, I do. Okay. I do. I question sometimes, and maybe it's my, maybe it's bad on my part for saying that, but I question one time sometimes if he has the desire to to win. He is like like you've said, and like other people have said. People who actually would know have said that he's probably playing her. So I think he'd be out of the lineup if he didn't care. If he's got an injury, if he wasn't hundred percent able to perform, right? He's, so he's being put together loves, with duct tape and gloves. He's one of those guys who loves being loved. You know, he does the leg kick. He's the fluffy-haired Russian. Everything else, right, 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 the right, whole right. pomp and circumstance right. surrounds him. Right. He loves right. all of that love that comes his way. If there are guys who are like that, and if they're not hundred percent, they don't want to play because they don't want to get booed and they don't want to tarnish the love that they get. Right. So if that were the case. If he weren't, if he wasn't all in, and look at how he's playing, he is. He has changed his game. He's dumping the puck. He's doing what the coaches tell him to do. So he 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 has bought in. Right. He's sacrificing his personal stats and his personal game to play the way that Gallant wants him playing. Right. What just? No, I agree. I agree with everything you said, and that's that's perfect. Perfect on the money analysis. Um. What do you think of the way Strom, Vetrano, and Kappa played? The other three guys on that in that quote right. unquote top six. Kopp is doing. What have you seen of, from them? Kopp is doing a lot of good things. He's obviously again. He's still that's definitely a groin injury because he's not striding at all. Um, but he's winning faceoffs. He's been great on the penalty kill. He looks sloppy with the puck and receiving it. Uh, uh, listen, a lot of the guys on the team, the yeah, puck they're terrible at that. Stick, yeah, it's horrible, and they can't settle it ever. Yeah, it's horrible. It's like a, it's like a team of Freddie Shoestrings yeah. on it sometimes. It's like everyone's standing so straight up that hands they can't of stone, see their feet. Like where is yeah. it? I don't. You know, it's, and yeah. there it is, right in between his feet. Yeah, and it feels like it's yeah. happened to him like three or four times in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I think he's been. I think he's been solid. I'm not going to say he's been great, but he had, he's certainly. Isn't anywhere near the uh, the list of guys like Strom who have just been borderline putrid. You know, you're, you're out there, you're playing big minutes, so you're taking a lot of draws. He's not the one being subbed out for draws. How many you know? points does Strom have in this playoffs? I don't know. Does he have the one goal? Yes, he does have a goal. I know he has one goal, but oh. I'm just curious. I mean, I what do you think I of Toronto? 
But Toronto is what he is. He's the complementary piece. He needs his two line mates to be going. When he had success, it was because the Benajad and Kreider were, were going. How many points do you think Strong has? Three. He has six points. How? <laughs> ten games. We have played ten games. Is, is, that, is this up to date? Yeah, we played ten games. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. One goal, five assists. Six points. Ten games. Weakest six points I've ever seen. But that's <laughs> am, am, am those I, are his numbers. Those are his numbers. Like that's what he does during the regular season too. That's, that's crazy. Career playoff numbers, 16 points in 28 playoff games. Yeah, but that's going back to his Islander days. That's well, I'm just I'm just throwing it out there because just to give you uh, an idea of so the last time he was in the playoffs. Not counting the bubble, which he had two assists, by the way, in the bubble, which I didn't even know that. Hell, hell of a player. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he had uh, he actually had four points in seven games the Islanders and eight point, and four points in eight games with the Islanders in 14-15 and 15-16. When he was a kid. So I didn't even realize the Islanders made the playoffs in 14-15. I don't even remember that. They the made the, I, the, So the years the Rangers made – those well in fourteen fifteen they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Right. I didn't even know the Islanders made the playoffs that year. Who was paying attention? <laughs> That's true. Good point. I didn't pay attention to the Islanders making the playoffs until they beat Florida in that series. The only time seven. I remember made the Islanders yeah. making the playoffs is when the Rangers weren't in the playoffs. That's the only time I ever noticed them <laughs> when they made the Ryan Smith trade. Remember uh, that big uh, deal that, that they made yeah. with that? And he was so that was pissed fucking off. crazy. He was so oh, angry that he got traded here. He got so angry. And Islander fans were all like, oh, we're going to resign him. He couldn't wait to get the hell out of here. Well, to be fair, the Islanders gave up shit for him. They gave up uh, Ryan O'Mara and Robert Nielsen and I think a first-round pick that wanted to be in it. Nielsen was a, was a top-five pick for them, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, was he? He was a top-five Islanders had a lot of sure. top-five top picks that – Tim Connolly, Taylor yeah. Pyatt. I mean, they've had a lot of bums. Yeah, he was in the – Scott Sissons, if you really want to go back. Scott Sissons, wow. <laughs> he was in that Scott category. Lachance. Scott Lachance. So, quick, oh man, quick funny story about Scott Lachance. Okay, this, this is this is Sean's tangent here. Um, okay, so growing up in Merrick, Islander season ticket holder country. Obviously, Brian Leach at this time is the best player. You know, the best uh, defenseman. In the I think he told me this one. I told you this one. Yeah, I, I, I refresh my memory because I remember Lachance. now. So Scott Lachance was taken in the same draft with Scott Niedermeyer. And so I had all my Devils fans' friends telling me Niedermeyer is going to be better than Leach, and all my Islander fans. Can I friends. ask you a question? And yeah. I don't mean to cut you off for a second, but who the hell was a Devils fan back then? To me, the oh, Devil fans didn't no. come out of the woodwork until after '94. My closest friend growing up at that time was a Devils fan, like legit dude. We would we would drop the, we would drop our hockey clubs and and have fights where I was I was Ty Domi and he was um, uh, what's his name uh, Crowder Troy Crowder. Oh God! We would get into we we would reenact fights that '92 brawl. Remember at the yeah. '92 playoffs? That yeah. Brawl at the end of the game, we reenacted that one. Troy Crowder. God, I haven't heard that name in forever. Troy Crowder was his was his go to. My other buddy who's not on the fan was Ken Baumgartner or Mick Vakota. Those would be the two guys. Those were his two go tos if we were going to fight. To bum, but Ken Baumgartner. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so I'm sorry, no, Scott Lachance. Yeah, so. All the Islander fans that I was friends with, oh, Scott Lachance is going to be better than Brian Leach. So on, every time I had to hear 
because I mean, there were a handful of Ranger fans I went to school with. Everyone was an Islander fan. I just, I had just as many friends that were Devils fans as were Ranger fans. So I was I was always constantly hearing it. Niedermeyer turned out to be a Hall of Fame defenseman and you know, uh-huh. deserved whatever you know praise and accolades he was getting. Right. And Scott Lachance wound up being like a you know fifth, sixth defenseman. Had a long career. I bet you he played close to ten. I bet you he, he played close no, to a thousand games. He played he played over ten years. That I do know. I'm gonna look him up. See how many games he played. So what, what was the? So any, no, just any time that I want to reference the Islander fans and you know how pathetic they are and this and that, I always reference you know, Scott Lachance is gonna be a fucking star, right? Scott Lachance, the new Ice Age was one of the Scott Lachance played 819 yeah. games and had what 100 points, <laughs> 143 points. Yeah, finished his career with the Columbus Blue Jackets. I didn't even know that. If you look at his minutes played, he was still playing like 18, 19 minutes. Yeah, I don't know. doesn't have that here. So just to give you a little bit of idea, the chance his last last three seasons – well, his last – so he played 99 – from 1999 to 2000 to 2003, 2004. So that's one, two, three, four, five seasons. He scored four goals. And in three of those – he scored four goals in two seasons – and then the other three he had zero. And there was one year he played 61 games. He had one assist the entire year with Columbus. Good thing he's got to be better than Brian Leach. Oh, my God. <laughs> not even close. I mean, not even – I mean, the chance got over 20 points once in his career. He had 24 points his second year in the NHL. He never scored more than 14 after that. Yeah, He's just – he's the poster boy for why I hate Islander fans. Like for my life. First but it was him, and then it was Palfi. It's a nice career. I mean, listen, it's a. I, I don't like. That. I mean, I'll, I'll never give an Islander credit, but it's a nice fucking career. Oh, you. Oilers are up four nothing on Calgary. By the way, natural hat trick for Vander Kane. Wow, that's going to be a long one. That's going to be a long one. Battle of Berta. <sighs> Battle. I, I really don't. I don't like Calgary. I, I just. I don't. I don't. I'd rather. I'd rather see Edmonton win. I don't, I don't like. I don't like Kachuk. I don't like Goodrow. I, I don't. I don't like I some of those guys. I'd rather see Edmonton team. win, so that God forbid we get to the finals. I'd rather play Edmonton than play Calgary. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. I don't want Calgary to win. Yeah. I want all the good teams. I want, yeah. Well, that's fine. This is this not is, that this, I want Carolina I'm to win not, if they let beat me us. Preface this with I'm not touching the money here in any way, shape, or form. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. But if if we advance and we're assuming Tampa advances, do we have home ice? Yep, we should. We had a better record. I'm pretty sure we had a better record. We both had 110 points. We have the head-to-head, that's for sure. How, it was to go row wins and then uh, head-to-head? They had Is that more, how it works? Yeah, they had more. Well, does it go regulation wins or regulation overtime wins? Row wins, regulation overtime wins. They had more than us. They had one. So more they might have us. it. We had five more regulation wins than them. So they won a lot. Yeah, of but I think it goes by. Two. I think it goes by row wins. I, I think I could be dead wrong. Yeah. It should go fucking head to head. Personally, you know, how did right. you fare against the other team? I mean, but I'm I'm pretty sure regulation wins is the tiebreaker. I'm 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 pretty sure. Well, it lists us. So. It lists the Hurricanes as the two seed. It lists us as the four seed. It lists Tampa as the five seed. I'm on CBS Sports, and it assigns okay. a, a seeding to every team. 
What was Florida? Florida was one. One, yeah. So it was Florida. So then maybe head to head. So maybe head to head is is the tiebreaker. Maybe. Maybe. Or where you finish in your conference. I don't maybe know. that's what it was. Since Tampa finished third, I don't want to put any effort into really finding this out yet. No, no, it's not important. I'm just want, if we knew what we were going to answer. I don't want it to be like I'm touching the money. I'm not trying to do that. Dry side of four assists. Jeez. And he's hurt. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, not off of one game. Tie the series up. So my my friend, you know, you know Chris. Yeah. Uh, from yeah. So yeah. Uh, he uh, <laughs> he messaged me. He goes, "Oh, we got a series now." He says, "No, we don't get to two two. Then it's a series." Well, it's not two two until we're tied up again. Then it's a series. I I heard it years ago, and I forget who it was from. It was probably from from Francesa. But a series doesn't actually start until someone loses a home game. Because until yeah. then, it's like a tennis match. Whoever has serve, you're, you're just holding serve. Hold serve. Yeah, that's, you like to use that one. That's that's all that Carolina <laughs> did so far was hold serve, and that's all we yeah. did today was hold serve. Carolina is what zero uh, six uh, in. Uh, Oh and four? Oh and four. On the road. On the road. Six and oh on the on home. Yes. I'll tell you, if if they if they can figure out a way to win Tuesday and then win in Carolina, I think they can win this. On on in game five. I think they can win this in game six. I think they can take this team down in six. Does, I, I said before the series started, I this t- they don't scare me. It's their style. They don't scare you, but they don't go away, Sean. They're like a fucking fruit fly. They are. They just don't. They just. They just keep buzzing around your face. Like you just can't. You just can't catch it. You can't get rid of it. It's not a good team. I I, and I and I I bought. We talked about this about the Islanders. We talked about this on our last show. I don't, for the life of me, understand. I know Slavin's a good defenseman. I know Pesci's a solid defenseman. Ah, asshole and Sveshnikov are great players. But that's it. That's it. Like, I, I just for the life of me cannot figure out how this team was, was better than us all year. Trocek. Just can't figure it out. Rider and Stahl. I mean, they're all, their... they're all, they're all, Jordan Stahl's old as dirt. Right. Now, he's still a solid player. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, he's he's not putting up big goals for you anymore. He's not no. scoring, he's not scoring, you know, he's not scoring 20, 30 goals anymore. He's a, he's a third line center at this point. So I don't know. I mean, they, I just sometimes the, the Rangers seem to play down to teams, and this is a team you shouldn't be playing down to. He actually had 17 goals this year. Did he really? Stall. Yeah. Oh wow, he scored more than I thought he did. What did he have the year before? Uh, 2020. He only played 11 games in 2020. Uh, so maybe that's why. Never mind. That I, was the postseason. Oh my. Oh, he had a great year. So he had. 53 games played because of the shortened season. He had 16 goals. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I stand corrected. I could have sworn he was having a bad season at some point. But. 2019, he had a bad year. He only had eight goals in 68 games. So when the team got good, he flourished. He got better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen. Less, less was probably being asked of him. He's out there just to be a defensive Has Stefan played at all in this series? No. He has it, huh? Nope. It's incredible. Some tough guys just you know fall. I was well, goal against us at some point this series. I'm not. Let's do it. Let's not even go down that road. Because even Fast, I haven't heard him him his name much in the series either. So it's only a matter of time. I'm assuming. Yeah, they talked about him today on the on the TV broadcast. Fox. Did they? Yeah. What did they say about him? They brought up uh, 
they showed the Shea hit on him in the bubble. Oh yeah. And then oh you know then a month later he's you know he becomes teammates with Shea and joins Carolina. You know Shea helped re- help recruit him to come down there. And then they show Strom lay out Fast. And so like oh you know t- former teammates again you know linking up for yeah. a very very similar hit to what the Shea hit on him. Right. Right. So. Yeah, that that that's the, probably the biggest hit Brady Shea's ever had. Go Terrible. He's so Go bad. Figure. He's so bad. So God, I can pray the day every day they got rid of him. <laughs> um. So now we'll we'll do. We're gonna see. We're gonna see. I'm excited. I'm excited. I mean, I'm, I got a little more juice after this game. Yeah. Um. You know, and I'm just happy that they they're not just not getting their doors blown off at this right. point. Go out so there. We get the positive. Even the series out. And mm-hmm. then it's as if nothing happened because they won their two. Whatever happened, happened. They won their two home games. We won our two home right. games. Right. It is what it is. It's the best of three. They have their home ice right. advantage. And we knew going into this, we had to win our home games and we have to win one on the road. So that's still there. Do, do you do you believe, and I know like there's, there's this, I don't know, there's some people that believe in it and some people don't, that you got to kind of make your bones. Like you need to kind of feel, you know, the way the playoffs work and, and almost like losing, like feeling that loss to kind of truly understand what it takes to win a championship. So to, again, to quote Jim Schmiederberg, that was his, his uh, analogy to that. I think two shows ago was fantastic where he referenced guys who listened to, to BSU will you know, probably remember this. He referenced that he played in uh, playing Halo, the video game. Yes. One guy that's in his Halo group who's just far superior to everyone else. He goes, mm-hmm. when it's my turn to play against him, I get my ass kicked every single time. It doesn't make me better. <laughs> next time, any better because I just yeah. got my, yeah, just got my ass kicked. That's a good point. Um, I've, I've seen that in sports. I've heard that in sports. I, I think that that was once upon a time true before the salary caps and free agency type eras. You know, when you just had teams that were able to to really stick it out and, you know, learn from their mistakes and come back the next year stronger with the same team, very mm-hmm. rarely do teams ever stay the same for more than a year or two. You know, next year, we're not going to have three or four guys that are in our lineup right now. So right. no matter what happens next year, it's not going to be the same team. Right. So I don't think that that holds true as much as it did maybe 20 years ago. Like when, we were, when we were growing up, I think that that was a true statement. Like the '94 Rangers don't win if it weren't for the '92 Rangers, you know. Like they needed to to feel that hurt to know what it takes the next time. Well, I, mean, I think maybe it maybe more so for the younger players to right. get that playoff um, feeling, you know, to kind of understand, maybe to kind of you know channel their emotions a little yeah, bit better. They've already got their built-in excuses for being hurt. You know, if Adam Fox is playing hurt, he's not going to sit there and say, oh, you know, we just lost in five to Carolina. Mm-hmm. You know, but now I know what it, now I know what it takes. He's going to be like, no, I, I need to make sure I'm healthy next year. How do I let me speak to, you know, the nutritionist and the, you know, the trainer. Right. Right. Get a program yeah, together point. and make sure that I'm healthy. Same with Lindy. Yeah. Same with Goudreau. Same with this guy. Same with that. Whatever. Kreider's nursing yeah. or whatever. Truba's nursing. Bob, they're all going to have their building excuses. Did Gucci get hurt in game one? Or was it game yes, two? Game one. Game one. Okay, that's what I thought. I believe in the first got, period of game one. He blocked a shot, right? Yeah, and played the whole game. And he played the rest of that game? Yep. 
some fucking balls. Once man. that skate comes off, it's it, right. It, what as long as the skate's on, you're fine. It's funny in my my beer league game, the guy that runs uh, the secondary team that I play on, huge Islander fan. He uh, same thing. He he blocked the shot. He's like, I think I may have broken my ankle. I go, can you play it out? He goes, Yeah, but I could feel it. I'm like, Well, listen, once your skate comes off, you're fucked. So keep your skate on, play as long as you can. And after the game's over, you'll then find out is it broken or not. But as long as you you can't hurt it more. Was it broken? No, it wasn't broken. He was just being a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. Yeah, no, that happened to me. That happened to me once. I uh, I fucked up my knee, and uh, I played the whole rest of the game. Uh huh. But the next day, I can walk. Yeah. So that's me after most. Games. It's a while ago, but truthfully, you know what? One of the most painful fucking days of my life: the day after Game Seven. The amount of times I went from a seated position to standing up halfway, you know, not fully just jumping out of my seat. It's that half. Oh, yeah. yeah, the, yeah, anticip- yeah. the anticipatory yeah. jump. I must have done that 20 times during the game. <laughs> my fucking knees were killing me the next time. I can imagine, man. <laughs> I can imagine. Listen, I was I was at game seven when Stefan scored, so I, I know exactly how yeah. you feel. It was an on-the-edge-of-your-seat type of game. But I still think my, my favorite game of all time, and I think we talked about this, was St. Louis in overtime. Yeah. Game five. Game five. Still pissed off by game four. Game excuse me. Time. Game four Yes, was still by far one of the best games. And him scoring, I mean, I, could, I still remember that day, that game. There's not, a lot of those games kind of are a blur because a lot of times, like, you're just so nervous, you don't really remember them much. Right. But that game, that overtime, that goal, I'll remember it until the day I die. I mean, it was just perfect. And I just remember exploding out of my seat. It was, oh, it was such a great feeling. The games was I was such at, a great I remember feeling. more, which is funny. I was at three games in the Philly series and barely remember any of it. So yeah. I wasn't at the, I only went to game. Three against Pittsburgh. Washington? No, Pittsburgh. Oh, Pittsburgh. Was that the one Washington. they lost? In the fir- was that in, the one uh, they lost? In 14. The cup, the, the year we won. Oh, 14. I'm sorry. Yes, 14. The San Luis series. You know, his, his mother died. Yeah. Like that. I only went to one game that series because I didn't go to game five. Uh, I didn't go to game uh, four. So I said I wasn't going to game six. I stay, stayed away. <laughs> I went to – I did not – see, it's funny. It's so – I went to game three, I believe, in that series. Uh-huh. They won game one. Right. They won – right? They won game one, right? Pouliot scored in that game. I from Or Broussard, one of them. They won game one. They lost game two. I went to game three. And they lost. I think Crosby scored a shorthanded goal. I don't remember. And I was like – I was so angry. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to three. So they, they go to four, excuse me. They go to four, they go to three, one. Right. I'm like, I'm done for this series. I'm not going to any more games. I'm finished. They win five. I sold six. And I was like, all right, what do I do? So I, then I'm like, no, nah, that was mad because I didn't go. Right. But then I went to games three and four. And I went to every game against Montreal in that in 14. And that was, I'll tell you. And even, even the game they lost at home. Where Gelschenyak scored in overtime, where Kreider scored scored late to tie it, I was like, "Oh shit, they're gonna fucking they're gonna pull this one off." So it was funny, like 
I was trying to rack my brain like ranges overtime records in, in the last like 17 years. Because I was saying to myself, I always feel like they're on the wrong end of overtimes. Maybe I, I have the, the playoffs, the, the the Kings playoff series is like stuck in my brain. But do you do you agree? Like I feel like they've always been on like the other end of those of those uh, overtime games. No, I feel like we've had a lot of overtime wins. You had the Carl Hagelin win to close out the series, right? And then, but that, but then, but then, it's, like, it's funny because then you, then you, I thought about all those, and I was like, ah, oh, you know what? They have more than. Maybe you just seem to remember the losses more because they hurt more. <laughs> I don't know. That could definitely be. I don't know. That but be. I'm just, I just, I just want them to be competitive, man. Just be competitive. It's, yeah. At this point, that's all you can hope for. Well, let's hope they get this done on Tuesday. Um, <laughs> Maybe we'll maybe we'll be able to hop on here Tuesday night after the game, get back to our Try. regular show. Just figure we right. could be something here tonight while we mm-hmm. get some time. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was an early enough game that it didn't it's worked out good. Ridiculous. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, so hopefully after Tuesday night we're all tied up, and that'll be a nice uh, nice happy one again. Let's do it. All right, guys. We'll talk to you guys on Tuesday night. Later. Later. <laughs>